take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I am Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at couplesynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. Hey, you know, just mentioning here, um, be sure to leave a comment. You know, leave a review. Go on, uh, if you're on Apple, uh, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, I think now you can actually leave reviews on Spotify as well or on uh, Facebook. You know, let us just let us know that we're bringing the content that you guys want to hear, okay? Because that's it's really important for us that we can you know, adjust our show so that you know we're getting that information to the general public and our listeners um, that they want to hear. And if there's something you want to talk about, let us know. Yeah. So on today's podcast, this is going to be a little uh, fun one. We are uh, playing a little, uh, little rocky here in the background because we are going toe-to-toe with AI. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of research on this and you just have AI make up things for you. You can buy You know, so a lot of people are are hearing about this chat GPT. Um, and a lot of, and it actually was very interesting because that was, uh, one of the points that SAG had their, um, their, uh, strike is because AI and chat GPT specifically, mm-hmm. um, is kind of putting the writers out of business. Yeah. You know, they're going in there and they're writing scripts and, uh, you know, obviously a screen actors guild does not like that. You know, it, we want actual genuine content written by human beings and not something is written by artificial intelligence. Right. So there is also an article that came out just recently in, um, I think it's in psychology today, but just talking about how uh, marriage counseling relationships and mental health uh, is being leveraged using AI, you know, like they're using bots if someone is reaching out online and asking mm-hmm. for help, there's program bots or AI that's going to respond to them and give them responses so that you don't have a live person that is answering those, those questions. That's really, really scary to me. And so we did that and we asked for relationship advice from the AI <sighs> So artificial intelligence, right? And so we went to ChatGPT, <laughs> and the, you know this is the uh, the original version of three point five. I think they come out now with the four version, and we went and we asked ChatGPT AI, 
what would be your top 10 relationship tips? And it spit out top 10. And we're going to go through all of these tips that AI has has spit out. And this is for couples and we're gonna for relationships. That. And we're going to evaluate yep. it. Right. So we are going to go toe to toe. Here we go with AI. So what I did is I just kind of took um, all of them and I just copied and pasted them into a Word document. And I don't know if you guys can see this. Actually, I'm going to blow it up so that we can see it too. Okay. Uh -huh, there, we go. there we go. So it, it came out and said, of course, here are 10 pieces of advice for couples to help maintain a healthy and fulfilling relationship. One, effective communication. Open and honest communication is crucial. Listen actively, express your thoughts and feelings, and be attentive to your partner's needs. Sounds like a robot, right? Just, well, just you know, of, cor of course, thoughts. that is great advice. It's not something we don't know. <laughs> it is what we complete... don't know is how to do it. Right, right. It's just common sense. I mean, right. everyone, yeah, of course, you got to have effective communication and have a good relationship. And, and it just, it is so like cursory when it comes to giving you advice, listen actively. What, what does that mean? Right. Well, you know, it's so general. <laughs> Express your thoughts and feelings. Okay. How? And what thoughts and feelings really should you express? <laughs> and, you know, oftentimes when we're working with a couple, it's not a safe environment yet. No. To express your thoughts and feelings. And so when you look at this, the first thing you hear is I should be open and I should be honest and I should express myself. I, 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 I uh -huh, right. Uh -huh, yeah. And attentive. it sounds, be attentive sounds to your partner's right. needs. It does yeah. say listen actively and be attentive to your partner's needs. But what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you're looking for, are they listening actively? This is the, the problem most couples have. They want to be heard. Right. Well, of course. They don't want to yeah. understand. And so, of course we want to be heard. We all want to be heard. So we go, yeah, this is if great. I want to be heard and you want to be heard. Then no Who's, one is being heard. Right. Right. Which is the problem. Yes. And being windows honest. Open. I love the word honest because people think that honesty is truth when it's really opinion. <laughs> I can honestly tell you, I don't like your shirt or something like that. Right. No, I'm being honest, opinion. but I'm not being kind. Right. And I'm not right. being genuine and thoughtful and caring. Just because you're speaking everything that's coming out of your head. Right. Doesn't mean you should be speaking everything that's coming out of your head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, that it, is not effective. No, it's not. At all. It is not. And it takes us about six weeks to teach couples really how to have a difficult conversation. And of course, all of those components are there, but there's so much more that's there as well. Because most people, they don't know themselves well enough to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have said multiple times that having a relationship with a committed partner is the hardest relationship, the hardest thing you will ever do mm -hmm. is because there's so many complex dynamics that are at play. Yeah. And just having effective communication is not is not just such a simple thing to do that you could just express it in one statement. It doesn't even say it's the best time to do this effective communication is at three in the morning. Doesn't say that. No, no. I, I'm joking. But that, you know, it's like I have a need right now. I'm going to blast my partner when they walk through the door. I want my need met right now. You have to be attentive to my yeah. needs. Yeah. AI says that that's the number one thing. <laughs> okay. So, number two. All right. AI says respect 
and empathy. Treat each other with respect and empathy. Understand each other's perspectives and feelings, even in times of disagreement. It is That is correct that you need to understand your partner's perspective in order to actually get through in a, a disagreement mm-hmm. or a conflict, you have to be able to state your partner's point of view. Clearly. Clearly. Yes. Right. Guess how hard that is to do. <laughs> Extremely, <laughs> especially if you're hurt, especially if you're, you know, angry and you're you're blasting your partner and trying to defend yourself and protect yourself. Well, if we if we just look at the word empathy, empathy means I can identify an emotion within myself. And then I can identify it in another person. Yeah. And if the only emotion you're identifying is your anger and your pain, Mm. well, that's not necessarily what they're talking about here of being empathetic, of being understanding of what your partner's pain is. Because when you're in pain, you can't see like that. Right. Empathy is a softening. It's a caring. It's a kindness. And so if we take it at face value, it could be more damaging than not because most people aren't really understanding what they're feeling, really what they're feeling. The primary emotions, not the secondary, secondary emotions of anxious, worry, uh, anger. Those are secondary. There's something underneath that. And they are very vulnerable. And if you're not in a place of being vulnerable with your own emotions, how can you possibly have empathy for your partner or respect? Yeah. Yeah. And I can see this, you know, really backfiring where a person is demanding that the other person treat them with respect, mm-hmm. you know, demanding that the other person understand their perspective, you know, versus the giving, right? It's yeah. it's you doing that. And if both partners are in a relationship doing that equally, then you are going to be in a position of showing equal respect and also showing and, and understanding your partner's perspective, right? And it takes... It takes a lot of uh, sensitive work to help someone learn to regulate their own emotions enough to actually have this empathy and effective communication yeah, and yeah. respect. Yeah, you have to understand yourself. Yeah, you know, and not be in a pl- place of of being defensive because if you're defensive, there's no way you can be empathetic. If you put defense out, you're going to get defense back. Right. But anger out, you angry back. Uh, quality time. Number three, AI says quality time is important. Um, and this is a relationship tip. Spend quality time together regularly engaging in activities that you both enjoy. This helps strengthen your bond and create cherished memories. Uh, we have always touted that quality time is important. Now, the one thing that AI does not do is that it does not describe what quality time is. Right. And most people have this misconception about what quality time is. We enjoy is. watching TV together. Yeah, we, we, we watch our shows. We sit down at the end of the night, the kids go to bed, and then we sit down and watch our shows together. Um, that is not quality time, okay? Most people think it is. You're not interacting. You're, you're just watching a show. Yeah, if you're not able to look at your partner's eyes, you're not having quality time. Yes, so we say face-to-face time. Mm-hmm. That is... That's the key component here because now you're looking at your partner, you're looking into their eyes. That is facilitating bonding, which is extremely important when you are having quality time. The bonding is is really. Here, let's key. have some quality time right now. Oh, here you go. Yes, <laughs> right, 
you know, looking at their phones. <laughs> so, so two of our favorite activities of really high level quality time is go to a photo shoot with your partner, a couple's photo shoot. And if you're with a good photographer, like Myra Ochoa, who's yeah. in your area, she's one of our favorite photographers. She's well, if you're work. in the Chicago area, I mean, yeah. we have, we have listeners all over right. the place. And and a lot, what you do a lot in in a photo shoot with a good photographer is you're looking at each other a lot, and she's capturing that energy between you, as opposed to two people looking at the camera and getting a like a mugshot headshot. Oh, that's that's interesting. A mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing we really love is uh, take a ballroom dancing lesson. You have to look at your partner. You have to feel and move with your partner. And that releases all sorts of good brain chemistry and bonding chemicals and stuff. So two really good. Yeah. The, really the good one ones. thing that AI mentions in that quality time description is um, participating in each other's activities. What was the. Something how, you both enjoy. Yes. Yeah, something you both enjoy. Let's see what that it was. How does that phrased again? It was. Um, Spend quality time together, regularly engaging in activities that you both enjoy. So that, you know, that makes sense. But it's they did they just kind of briefly talk about that. Yeah, they they the computer <laughs> that searched what <laughs> right briefly talks about that engaging in activities that you both enjoy. Face to face time, or quality time. We often pair that with doing new activities. Right. Right, which the new activity part is huge. It makes you vulnerable right off the bat, and you're you're starting on neutral ground. Yep. Right, and you are you're already creating a new cherished memory, mm -hmm. which is really important. What we talk about putting deposits into your account so that when things are difficult, you have something to withdraw from. One of the things they say is regularly. What does regularly mean? What does regularly mean? And most couples are overwhelmed. Yes. In their lives. And, you know, regularly, it, it could only be once a month. That to, would be to a, do like a new activity, yep, something together, a good, right? A really good three to five hour chunk of time mm -hmm. that you are really just the two of you doing something. However, the research does state that and has found that couples who are happy and healthy spend a minimum of five and a half hours a week together of quality time. Yep. And that is key in order to have a happy and healthy relationship. So five and a half hours. So that could be a half hour at the beginning or end of your day, um, joking around, playing a game, that kind of stuff. It doesn't need to be this go out and have this big activity. Yeah. And, and then once a month, you can right. do some. Otherwise, big, it gets too routine and monotonous and obligatory. Right. It's too much. All right. What, it's, uh, what does chat GPT say? is next four is personal space while spending time together is important respecting each other's need for personal space and independence is equally vital allow each other to pursue individual interests i find that interesting it says allow each other to pursue individual interests and then quality time above that it says um spend quality time together regularly engaging in activities that you both enjoy so now you're going to be doing some activities on your own and activities that you're going to be doing together and 
how much time do people have in a day? Do you guys have a lot of time to do that? <laughs> how about how about you, if you got kids and work? I mean, the couples that we work with, a lot of times they can't even get an hour in a week, just face to face time, just the two of them. One of the things that I like to do when I'm not around you is I like to listen to uh, motivational speakers in the realms that I like to study, hmm. which you don't really enjoy that. And so if I'm going to go to the store and for here, it might be an hour drive, you know, <laughs> and that's when I'll do that. And um, what what that does is I, I come home with a different perspective, a new way of thinking and something more new to share with you. Mm -hmm. So I think those are important things. And, you know, you like to, I think, learn um, on your laptop. Mm -hmm. And you look up stuff and you learn how to do stuff, whatever that is. And developing yourself as an individual person is very important. It, it is absolutely important. Yep. And, you know, we're not discounting that, that you need individual time in a relationship. You absolutely do. Um, I think the problem comes in when people use individual time as a way to escape or avoid their relationship. Oh, that's a good point. Right. So there isn't a balance that people mm -hmm. find, yeah. right? They're not developing in themselves. They're they're going to hang out with friends or yeah. distract themselves in some way as opposed to having an experience of something they find enjoyable that their partner may not and then coming back and mm -hmm. having to mm -hmm. share that. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. I, and I mean, I have I have had a client who <clears throat> loved golfing, but his wife did not like golfing at all. And so it, it was really interesting because he would almost subconsciously start a fight. So he could leave and go. So golfing. then he can leave and go golfing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Not, yep. Yep. Not, okay. not what we're talking about. Not what we're talking mm -hmm. about at all. Right. So let's hear what's, what is AI's next tip? Conflict resolution. Disagreements are natural, but the key is to address them constructively, avoid blame and criticism, and instead focus on finding solutions that work for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Because, because every, Go behave. Go behave every <laughs> conflict that a couple has is logically solved. With a solution. Right. There's a solution. <laughs> How about how about how to how to do the dishes like how to how to load the dishwasher? Yeah, is there a right way? And if you would just complete the task and not leave a pot in the sink, I would feel much better. Yeah, right. That's it. That's there's a solution <laughs> right there. Yeah. So you know, if you've done any work with us, you know that that is, and you'll hear a lot of therapists tell you this as well that you know we have a problem, mm. we need a solution. We don't see it that way at all. We yeah. don't see problem solution. No, we see. No. Uh, a symbol of something else that's coming up. Why do I care if the pot is in the sink? Yes. What is coming up for me is do I what feel? What is it tied to? Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not as simple as just creating a as long as a you didn't rubric. put the pot in the sink, I'd be okay. Is a rubric? Is that a good good thing? Rubric? I no, don't I don't really think a rubric. That. Right. That's that's new. I don't, I don't do that in school. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not as simple as just creating these rules that you have to follow. And if you follow it, then everything's going to be good. That's a solution to our conflict. Yeah, right. That that will do. lead to resentment. That will lead to breaking the rules and things blowing up even bigger because you're just trying to control something yeah. that actually 
is a hurt coming up for healing and you're missing out on a great opportunity to really dive in and understand yourself and your partner until the pot in the sink just becomes a pot in the sink. Conflicts in committed partnerships come up because it is attached to something deeper. That is just that. And, and we could say that blanketly across the board. It is attached to something deeper. Mm -hmm. You have an emotional attachment to this issue. And where's that coming from? Well, that is what couples need to be able to explore right. and understand what that's attached to for each person and why this is the conflict now, right? It's it's not about and, and when the dishes you put a leash on someone and tell them to behave, um, that actually creates more conflict and deeper wounds. Well, it, it, it creates passive aggressiveness and and uh, resentment yeah. and just resentment builds and shame. Sure. You know, when when you have an emotion. And you're told not to express it, then you're told you're wrong and you're bad and you're not good enough and all that stuff related mm -hmm. to shame, which doesn't heal anything and actually makes things much worse. Yes. And then you think there's something wrong with me. Why is it that if I'm upset, I I yell or I say a name or something, which is normal. And why is it that I yell and get upset about this specific thing? Right. It's just a right. little thing. Why should I care? Exactly. But you do. What is so, it? Not logical. Yeah, it's not logical. Relationships <laughs> are not logical, people. Well, I should say AI. All right. <laughs> Thank you, AI, but that conflict resolution is not helpful. Avoid blame and criticism, of course. You know, that's so easily said. Um, number six, AI, this is number six. They're, they're tips for relationships. Shared goals. Have shared goals and values that you're both working towards. This sense of partnership can bring you closer together and provide a sense of purpose. It's this is true. Mm -hmm. uh, I will I will say that I agree with this and shared goals. In fact, what we talk about with couples is is a common vision. All right, so not just shared goals like that. That just makes it like short term. What we're talking about, what we talk about with couples is what is that common vision in that future? Where are you headed towards, right? What what do you have your compass needle set at? Well, the other thing I would say is often one person in the relationship is agreeing with a shared goal, but then not participating in it. You know, so let's say you mm. have a shared goal that you're going to uh, not go buy coffee outside of the house, which is $7. And you're going to take that money and set aside so you can go on a trip. Yeah. And then you're going in your partner's car and then you see the coffee cup. <laughs> and it's like, wait a second. I thought hey, we had this agreement. I thought we had and it. a lot of times people will agree, but they don't really mean it. And, and be honest with yourselves about that. And a lot of times we say what we think our partner wants to hear, but we really don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. And our behaviors prove it. And so it is better to say, no, I don't agree with that. I I really enjoy my coffee. It's meaningful to me. I would like to be able to, you know, once or twice a week do this and then I'll, I'll sacrifice over here or something, but make sure you are not, not just placating in that conversation because that's gaslighting. That's where you think you have a common goal, but you really don't. If it isn't showing up in behaviors, you really don't. Well, it's just going to be sabotaged down the line. Right. If that happens anyway. Right. Okay. What were we at? Six. Now, um, this is now what? Seven. Yes. Okay. So, 
Uh, number seven for AI, their tips on healthy, what is it? Healthy relationships? No. Effect, yeah. Healthy. Affection and intimacy. Okay. Seven is affection and intimacy. Show affection regularly. <laughs> There's that word again. Regularly, both physically and emotionally. Intimacy is essential for maintaining a deep connection. Intimacy is essential for maintaining a deep connection. However, intimacy can also be one of our deepest wounds. Mm -hmm. And if a couple isn't exploring that and what intimacy brings up for each of them in the relationship, then it can cause a greater wound. Especially if one person is very needy and another person is what they didn't grow up with affection. And, and now it's like, no, we're supposed to do this. You should come over here and you should take care of me. You know, you should hug me or you should rub my back. You should rub my feet. You should do something to take care of me. That is not the type of affection that we would say is part of this. What we're saying is what we call heart to heart talk mm -hmm. where you, you hold your partner and your hearts are touching. And that is what we do when we hug someone and it releases oxytocin, which is a bonding chemical. And that's where we feel connected to our partner, not, Hey, I want a back rub. So you better come over here and service me. Right. Yeah. And affection for one person doesn't mean it's the same for the other mm -hmm. person. We have to understand what affection is connected to, you know, for each person in a relationship, for some people, affection might be connected to trauma. Yeah. It might be connected to really dysfunctional past relationships. And so because of that, it is going to take both people working at it together to create the us, right? Mm -hmm. This common vision of what affection looks like in our relationship. And it is shown in a way that's healthy. Another thing that can give you a lot of energy towards uh, putting those affection, um, that energy in that, in that account is if your partner is upset for whatever reason, if they're sad, if they're hurt, if they're angry and you put your hand on their arm or their shoulder, you hold their hand and you just let them know you're there, they'll already start to deescalate mm. and start to emotionally regulate because as bonded partners, we regulate each other's biorhythms. So even if you're in a place where you can't just jump in, maybe you're having a conversation with other people and your partner's getting a little heated, that's an easy way to kind of help them ground themselves and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm here with you and it's okay. And you know, we do that with our dogs. We put them in puppy jail <laughs> and we hold them really tight until they, they try to wiggle, but then they soften and then we're let them go. And then they're more calm because they're, because they're puppies and they're not emotionally regulating. Well, we're just big kids. You know, our kids are like that. So are we as adults in, in that hind reactive brain of ours. That is the one that fights and is not pleasant. Mm -hmm. And that helps release those chemicals to help balance out some of that upsetness. Yeah. Another thing that, that chat GPT talks about here in, in, um, in affection, where was it? Affection and intimacy show affection regularly. So using that word again, regularly mm -hmm. there, it's so vague. You have no idea what that means. What does that mean? Every single day. Does that mean all every day. week, all day, <laughs> you, you know, month. are you going to be smothering your partner? I'm regularly once a month going to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what we know about couples is that there are four most important times of the day where couples should be showing affection. And that is when they first wake up, and then on the on the back end, when they both go to bed, there should be a show of affection. 
right? This is not sexual intimacy. It is a show of affection. So just like an embrace or just holding each other. Um, and then there's two times in the day what maybe when one person or the first person goes to work, that's a parting ritual. It's a show of affection there, quick kiss, hug, and then a reuniting ritual where you're coming back together, quick kiss, hug. So these are actual four important times of the day for couples where they should be showing affection towards each other. Yeah, we do this for our children. We do it for our company. When our company comes in, we don't just go and keep doing everybody. what we're doing. <laughs> no. We go to the door, we greet them, you know, and we don't do it with our partners. We take all that for granted, but we're really missing out on an opportunity to feel more bonded and connected and reduce anxiety and depression and stress from the day. So number eight, uh, AI says that trust and honesty build a foundation of trust by being honest and reliable. Trust is the cornerstone of a healthy relationship. This really just doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I like this trust and honesty, right? Because I, yeah, um, it's, it's very difficult. It's way more difficult than we know. And what it basically is saying is, mean what you say, say what you mean, and do what you say. And a lot of times in relationships, we say what we don't mean, or we mean it in the moment, and then our behavior is not backed up by that. And that causes a lot of damage of distrust in a relationship. It just reminds me of that one story about a couple who they meet on their first date, and he goes to get his hair cut the day before and he goes to a different barber and the barber butchers his hair. He shows up for his date and she opens the door and she sees him. She says, Oh, I love your hair that way. And 25 years goes, goes by. They fall in love. They get married. They have a family and he keeps his hairstyle the same way. And then and he hates it. And he hates it. And then one day they're having a fight. She says, and hey, by the way, I hate your hair that way. <laughs> You know, and a relationship should have room for real honesty. Mm. You know, if I don't like the way your hair looks, it should not feel like I don't like you. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, I, you don't like we my would barber. have enough of a, <laughs> of a connection where if you like something and I don't like it, it doesn't mean I don't like you. Yeah. That, that's such yeah. an important thing. And very difficult because, you know, a lot of times, especially if hair is a funny thing. It's very easy to take it personally. Yeah. Especially facial hair. Yeah. Especially mine. No. Your, what? <laughs> but if you like the way your facial hair looks and other people like the way your facial hair looks and I don't for some reason, mm -hmm. who's right? Is that truth? Is that honesty? Mm. Or is it opinion? It's opinion. Yeah. You know, yeah. and am I going to reject you because of how you want to have fur on your face? But we do. Right or wrong? Is there a right or wrong? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole nother. Topic. That's a whole nother topic. Um, nine is appreciation and gratitude. Express appreciation for each other's efforts and qualities. Gratitude helps create a positive atmosphere and fosters a sense of being valued. So appreciation and expressing appreciation for partner and what they do for you is important. That is true, right? Um, but I think we should kind of talk a little bit about something called negative sentiment override. Yeah. 
because negative sentiment override means that when you start to Which is a Gottman term. This this is based on Gottman's research, is that when you start to see negative things in the relationship, the tendency is to start to only see the negative things in the relationship. And so then couples start to focus on the problems and they start voicing the problems. Well, the negative and complaints. sentiment override is when your partner does do something nice, but you don't trust it. Mm. And, and you think, oh, what do they want? There, there's an angle. Right. And so even if it's positive, even over. Right. It. So if a relationship has gotten stuck mm -hmm. in that negative sentiment override, if you start to show appreciation and gratitude for your partner, your partner's not going to trust it. They're going to raise their eyebrow and be like, what do you, what do you, why are you talking this way to me? You know? Yeah. So that is something to really keep in mind here because you know, chat GPT just talks about it. Just, you just stop, have to show appreciation and gratitude. Well, there's no context, you know, within that. Well, and, and I'd like to say that it's not that easy to do. I think it's that, vulnerable. I, I think that if you have an expectation of wanting appreciation and gratitude, it doesn't mean anything, even if your partner does it. And when you're receiving something, it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so, then we justify that and we say like, well, yeah, well, I did the dishes. Well, I did the laundry. Well, thank you for doing the laundry. Well, you didn't thank me for doing the dishes. Right. So it's not, like almost a yeah, scorekeeping. Scorekeeping, competition, and transactional. Yeah. Right. So the relationship becomes transactional. Now. And, and it's absolutely true if you can express appreciation and gratitude. We all love to hear that. Oh, yeah. I yeah. just find it very hard to do that authentically without sounding like, like contrived and or robotic or right, you know, or that and, there's an angle. Yeah. Right. I, I think I find it easier to be authentic with that when it's removed from the activity, hmm. you know, like if you make dinner and I say, thank you for cooking, that feels like what you're supposed to do. But if it's like later at night and we're sitting and I say, and I say, you know what? that was a really delicious meal. And I know you worked really hard on it and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That feels different. And I, if I did it every single time, I don't think oh, it, it, would, it would lose become its, robotic. Yeah. As well. It would lose its uh, value. And, so, you yeah. know, it, it's a great, it would become an expectation, idea, but yeah. I, I don't think it's that easy to do, especially if you feel like, well, I did blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And you did this one thing and I'm going to thank you for it. I haven't been thanked for my nine things that I, did and i don't even see the other eight that you did yeah. yeah tough one and the last one that ai talks about being a tip is flexibility and compromise be willing to compromise and adapt to each other's needs flexibility in your expectations and plans can prevent unnecessary conflicts <laughs> compromise is a great word because it can actually pin a couple up against each other yeah because no one's needs are getting met yeah you're both giving and neither one of you is actually receiving right so do i give in to my partner to you do you give in to me right so that that's something that we don't even no, we don't we address it that way. We strive to have both of our needs met as often as possible. So we that we focus on creating the us. Mm -hmm. It's not my way. It's not your way. 
it's our way. And that is the avenue to get out of a stalemate, yeah. right? Where, you know, there's this tug of war going on. Well, it's, Why is this really important to you? Yeah. And what do you really need from that? You know, and, you know, I remember early in our relationship, we were at a, at a, a liquor store to go buy beer. And I prefer at, back, well, back, back then because we don't drink beer. Um, like the red beers and you liked Heineken or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. remember. Yeah. And so we were like, what, which one are we going to get? Or do we both not get anything we want and go for the IPA, you know, or whatever. <laughs> exactly. That's compromise. <laughs> and so I said, well, why don't we just get both? Mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't go bad. And, we, and then we both are having what we want. And the ultimate thing we're really having is to sit down and have a beer together. Yeah. But we're also both, enjoying what we're drinking instead of just sacrificing so we can do the ultimate activity, which is hanging out together. Right. Yeah. Often we'll ask couples like, what do you, what is it that you like on your pizza? You know, and I'll, I'll ask them individually, like, what do you guys get on your pizza? And they, they say, Oh, we, we get like sausage and mushrooms. And then I would ask each one of them, what would you get if you were ordering your own pizza, you know, by yourself? Well, I like, I like, you know, pepperoni. And the other was like, well, I like, Canadian bacon and pineapple. So why do you guys compromise? You know, you, you both are not getting what you want. You're just compromising <clears throat> for each other when, when really you just get half and half or get two small pizzas of what you actually want. Right. And then you, you both are fulfilling each other's needs in that way. You'd be surprised at how often everyone could be happy and everyone's needs could get met. And it doesn't mean you don't have to compromise. Like, you know, if we're taking a trip and you want to see one thing and I want to see another thing, we may both be agreeing to drive a little longer yeah, or something like that. Yeah. But ultimately that what's, what's really the priority. Why is that important to someone? And like all the Ferris wheels I haven't been on, I just collect them now. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be a big fight of ours. When we go somewhere and there's a Ferris wheel. I love Ferris wheels. I like to see the, the view and you didn't want to. Really... Well, we're going to Vienna. In November, oh, and they have a big I'll collect another Ferris, Ferris wheel, wheel. I haven't been on, and we can go. We we'll, we will go <laughs> on a Ferris wheel. Me. Yeah, I will just need to take some drama. Mean that's because I just yeah yeah yeah. You should see my video that Gene made about uh, going on roller coasters. That is actually on YouTube. Not fun. On for me. fun with Dr. Ray and Gene, where we go to Great America, and so he's it's miserable on the Facebook whole time too. So and the last piece here. I had a great time. <laughs> The last piece here that uh, AI said is, remember, every relationship is unique and it's important to find what works best for you and your partner. Continuously invest effort and time into nurturing your relationship and be patient as you grow together. Thank you, uh, J J chat GPT AI. Thank you for your advice. So at the end, they kind of negate the whole thing. Like, well, these are some good suggestions, right. but if it doesn't work, throw them out. And you know, it is true that working on your relationship is important, but most people don't do it because they're really overwhelmed in their mm -hmm. life. And so even just if this conversation sparks you and your partner to have a conversation about things that are meaningful to you or that you're compromising too much on and you don't really like, that is a great way to work on your relationship. Yes. So I give uh, ChatGPT AI a C grade. C grade, yeah. I, I don't want to say C grade. I want to say like it's you know, depth. 
Yes, it's right. very. None of it's wrong. Yeah, it's very like surfacey, right? Surfacey, and it is not. It, it's not practical. It's not a, it's practically applied, or you're not able to practically well, if, apply. If it, I was I looking say. for real relationship advice, and I read all those things, I would feel like. You didn't get me. I don't. <laughs> I could do all those things, but what I'm really longing for is not on that list. Yeah, which is a deep connection to my partner, and to want to know and see and know them and be seen by them. So I guess um, don't turn to Google and AI for relationship advice. <laughs> that would be our advice. And. You probably wouldn't even know that you're not talking to a real person. Yeah, that's the that's the really sad part of uh, our world today and yeah. what it's moving towards. But so, yeah, we want to um, thank all of you for joining us today in Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoyed the show. If you have any comments questions or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Home Study Course, the Couples Relationship Enhancement Weekend, and our premier coaching program working with Gene and I called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.